Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to the Rainbow Wrap-Up. We are back on island in the shadows of the Kolau Mountain Range today. Together, the three of us, like we were at Austin Stadium. And we're going to talk about that game, of course, UH in Oregon. Uh, and, the, you know, the two guys I was talking about, screaming in their ears in Oregon. Starting with, of course, Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? And a boy, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? How's it doing, guys? Wow, we're all together in the same place. I don't think since our live show, I mean, people don't realize, you know, every week we're on Zoom, which is still cool. I mean, it's a really cool piece of technology that has revolutionized a lot of what we do. And we're grateful that we can have that ability wherever we are in the world. Of course, I'm usually traveling, but being right now in UH football season, I'm home. I am, you know, trying to recuperate. But that's also something that these two have to deal with this week as well. I mean, more so our friend Ryan, who went to Japan, Australia, Portland. I mean, looking back, I mean, what what do you think? Just talk about that whirlwind that you're on. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we flew basically once around the world in the span of two weeks. And yeah, you know, I recorded from our Hyatt Hotel in Japan for our last uh, podcast. And it's kind of fun that we can actually be the three of us together right now doing it in person where we're not at our each respective homes, you know, over Zoom. So yeah, pretty excited to do this one. Well, last week we were, um, I was in the parking lot, shout out again to Total, <laughs> Total Lines of Tacoma Mall. <laughs> Mahalo for providing a very robust and sturdy Wi-Fi that yeah, kept us through the mm-hmm. entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I was on the heels, of course, our Seattle tour. Then we went right into Portland. Um, and I got to see this guy, Sean. I mean, just talk about that week, Sean, how crazy it was. Uh, outside of the game, because, you know, Hawaii sports fans, the game is what might bring us to someplace, but that's not the main focal point, right? It's having that cultural experience, having that experience to be with on an adventure with new people and then some old friends, but... Let's talk about that for you. Yeah, I, I flew into Seattle. Um, I got to go to the Seahawks game. I got to get on the field, thanks to the Seahawkers for the field passes. Um, but then I drove down to Portland, and I met met up with Wayne. And I think a lot of you guys probably didn't see the game because it was on the Pac-12 network, which is, I think, pay for Spectrum. So, But as bad as the game was to watch, like Wayne's tour was amazing. It was uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, uh-huh. we had plenty of donuts and we got to play at arcade <laughs> games. Um, That's right, the arcade. Had fun at the sports bra, had dinner there on yeah. Friday night. So, yeah, we had a blast. It's a night market. I mean, I even looking back for me, like, that was Portland has so much to do that when I go back, I want to have the novel experience. Of course, we started with the voodoo because yeah. people want to do voodoo. It's the, it's the you got to go to place, right? It's not going to be the best donuts in the world, but they definitely started a trend and have a you know, fan base and global notoriety for what they do. So to be at the pink building, to look at the carousel, I think that was pretty cool. But we also did a different coffee place every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The first day was pretty cool because there were, there were sneaker heads at that cafe. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that place. Yeah. So what was it called? The, the dead stock, dead stock. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee Coffee roasters. 
And they had shoes there, and it said, "What is uh, co- coffee should be dope?" I think was their tagline. <laughs> they had shoes on the wall. It was very mm-hmm. cool. I, I loved it. That they had the print in the the coffee on the top. Yeah, that was cool. The shoe, an yeah. actual like a Jordan. So I mean, I mean, that's the thing is like Wayne has been to all these cities, and like he picks out these great spots, and he shares them with you, and he takes you there, and. It was just, it was an awesome experience. And my first one, it definitely won't be my last one. Mahalo. Thank you. Yeah, I hope, you, you know, if you're out there, hisportsfans.com, check out the website. Um, the webmaster really needs to keep going. I mean, I need to pay him more or maybe, you know, hire not myself. But still, at the same time, I feel like we take a lot of great adventures and we take a lot of time out of life. So, you know, sometimes we're, and this year we've been, we've been running at like a high tilt. So, we're always on the road, which is great. We have so many new people that joined us this year. So shout out to all our newbies that came with us to um, Portland. We have a lot. I mean, at least eight or nine on our tour. And every tour, we've had a lot more um, returnees as well, but also new people. And I'm just so grateful. Some people find us on Google, and you know, you never know. But um, hopefully some of you listening out there, this is how you'll find us. Uh, but one thing that we are doing at Rainbow Wrap-Up every week and was spearheaded by Ryan Sue was our $50 donation. And he... Um, has did a good job of, of identifying organizations that could use the impact, the positive impact. So uh, we're going to turn the time over to Ryan to talk about last week's. Yeah, so obviously we were in uh, Eugene, Oregon. And uh, so this week we did uh, Kind Tree Productions, Inc., and they um, are supporting uh, research into autism and developmental uh, disabilities um, through arts and education, things like that. And then for Maui, we uh, donated it. It's an interesting one. So it's local to Oahu. It's actually the downtown athletic club in Honolulu. But they're donating everything towards Lahaina Luna's uh, athletic program. So in a way, you know, by way of Oahu, we got that money over to Maui to help support them as well. And then, uh, you know, of course, there was that announcement as well with Lahaina Luna that all their seniors are getting scholarships to UH, which yeah. is a really cool thing for the uh, university to do as well this week. So. So Maui, continually on our minds. So thank you, Ryan, for spirating that mahalo. And also your that Oregon charity uh, that's, you know, that spreads awareness of autism. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that, um, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to. That's near and dear to my heart. I, I work with people on the spectrum. So I, mean, I, I really appreciate that. But La- Lahaina, Lahaina, they're going to they're gonna play, right? They're yeah. going to start playing yeah. next month. So. Mm-hmm. No, Lahaina Luna, I don't know how those kids can do it. I mean, it's really amazing just the mm-hmm. resilience that they've shown, especially in season. I mean, just mm-hmm. starting. Um, I'm going to, you know, shout out my classmate, Velo Nori, her daughter um, was a wrestler at Lahaina Luna and just sending her big uh, love heading over to college on the mainland and a lot of that being disrupted because of the fire. So, I mean, so many challenges for these young people. It's, yeah. I just shot them out. And, you know, you're talking these seniors here. They, they started freshman year with a pandemic. Yeah. And now you're going straight from COVID, you know, which, you know, call it what, what you will as far as if it's over or not, but straight of COVID into, you know, fires losing potentially, you know, all, everything you own. And yeah, they're definitely battling over there. It's rough. We all know we a few people that we're closer to than than others, and that's that's the hardest. And it's really hit home for you know people on Oahu and the other islands as well because that's how tight knit Hawaii is. So definitely always remembering them. Um, but we Hawaii was there with us, strong. Uh, our their presence are maybe just the three of us and Hawaii sports fans. But at Austin Stadium in Oregon, we definitely felt the eight oh eight 
um, presence, you know, wherever we go, people always say like, oh, Hawaii fans, U.S. travel, but we travel really well. I mean, and I think in Oregon, it showed, I mean, we weren't with the rest of the group, you know, we were behind on the sideline, yeah. you know, 23 mm-hmm. rows up, we weren't in the end zone at the top and in those leads if you went with, you know, UH, but if you came with Hawaii sports fans, you'd be sitting, you know, in great seats um, on the sideline. Cherry, cherry, cherry seats. Cherry seats. Um, there were a few Hawaiian flags out there. There were. Mm-hmm. There uh, were most in our section. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii sports fans. They had a couple. We so. did have a couple. And shout out to Russ Cannon for always finding us. Um, he's a great photographer on the field, yeah. and he got some good shots for us. Um, but he he did get a few shots of you know Sean and some of his grimaces. So I'm sure <laughs> that's going to be featured in this <laughs> week's <laughs> report card presented by Sean Iman oh, and only Sean Iman this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, offense. I had an F. Uh, we started slow again. Shager missed his first seven passes. We ran a great play on the first play, and he just flat out missed the guy, and it just kind of set the tone for the for the game. Defense, F. I really felt like we just really just bent over for them, and uh, I, it was really disappointing. Like They kept running the same plays, the wheel route to the running back, and we just we couldn't cover them deep. Poor safety play. I, it was rough. Special teams at USC Plus. Uh, Matthew Shipley was the ultimate warrior. Coaching, I give a F. I, I'm really disappointed in how we played this game. I, I can't remember a game where we were just so just not in it. It was very frustrating to watch. So just the fact that not, a lot of you guys didn't see it, you, you didn't miss much. So, <laughs> uh, Hawaii sports fans tour, I give an A. Yes. Uh, projected win total for the season. I, I have them at five. Big week this week. We need this one. Huge week. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I just let you give the first any rebuttals, any affirmations. What do you want to? No, I mean, I, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I think that, and if there's any historians out there, feel free to correct me, but that 13 second drive was probably one of the shortest that we know oh. in UH history with three incompletions. And, you know, we talked about this again and again. If you're going to play a big game like this, you got to run the ball. You got to run the clock. Otherwise, it's going to be a super long game and you're going to find yourself down 40 points, which, yep. you know, what's going to happen. And yeah, we, you know, we actually designed a decent play to start the game. Uh, Shaker just flat out missed that throw. And then that just, like Sean said, Rob. that, that was the entire game that just set the tone. And that's how we played it. We never felt in it from the beginning. Yeah. And yeah, it was just the same thing over and over. It was, it was similar to Stanford from what I saw. You know, they yeah. ran that tight end into a zone over the middle for a half. It felt like half the game. That's all they did. We couldn't cover it. Mm-hmm. Same thing running back out into the flats. They could either catch it there or turn it into a wheel route. Couldn't cover that. And it's like, you know, obviously they had tape on us against Stanford, but mm-hmm. they used that exactly against us from two weeks ago. Yeah. They they took us deep all all game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And our and, our DBs could not keep up with them. Nope. And we, there was not enough help. Not enough pressure, and that's not enough, no pressure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. We had no sacks. No. So and the thing is, well, going into this game, we didn't put anything on the defense. We knew that it was going to be tough for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Wayne, we Wayne almost called the score. I did. That's true. So yeah, I said fifty-six to ten. It was fifty-five to ten. But honestly, I saw the game going differently. I thought Oregon would have kept their starters in longer, and mm-hmm. I thought we would have been a bit more competent with the way that we would handle the ball. And that's the thing. Like, the worst way to start off, besides giving the ball right back in the turnover, is to not burn any clock and to not gain a single yard. Which is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe the play was, okay, we get it on first down, then we can mm-hmm. keep going. But 
when you're in second and 10 already, as we look at Stanford, Oregon, Oregon ran on the first play. They mm-hmm. ran yeah. the ball. Nope. They didn't throw coming out. Mm-hmm. And they were the much better at home team. Uh, I would rather have tried to run some time out, uh, use, come out with our backup quarterback who has who even threw a pass. learn his name, the Navy quarterback. Dalen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dalen Morris. But Dalen Morris, I mean, he also is has a different dimension. So when he comes to the game, it, it, it's like a different Well, he team. got a 15-yard gain, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did. And he even threw a pass too, yeah, exactly. uh, which was successful. So, I'm, I, for a first down, I believe that was the fourth down as well. I just got to say that Wayne was going absolutely berserk in the stand <laughs> on the first the first couple of drives. He's like, "What are we doing?" Uh, uh, sprinkled with a couple words we can't. No, we yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean to have all that fun in the tailgate, and then to have it turn. It wasn't even a minute in, and we got the ball first. Mm-hmm. And it was 7-0, 14-0-2, 58 seconds into the game. Yep. That was my big takeaway from the game, too, is like tailgating before the game and then walking into Oregon Stadium, which is like 55,000. It was just a big, big-time college atmosphere, which is what we kind of had at Aloha yep. Stadium. And it just it made me really sad that how far this program has fallen, you know, on and off the field. And it just it, it made me incredibly sad. As as mm-hmm. good as the tailgate was, mm-hmm. as good as, you know, I mean, I appreciate Oregon and all they've done and Phil Knight and all his money, but I'm, I'm just sad for our program yeah. because I feel like we had a three-game winning streak against them. So, you know, it's just our programs have gone in totally complete opposite directions over the last, what, 15 years? Yeah. So, And even if you throw out Oregon, an outlier who has – a billionaire, which I imagine Phil Knight is by now. You know, teams like Utah, which were in our... They invested teams like in BYU. Yeah. Teams like SMU. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shall we bring those names up? And that's the sad part is all those schools have vision and they all have ambition and they all have leadership that looks into the future, that does what's in the best interest of the program today so that moving forward in the, or the next generation can appreciate it. And we're generations in. The three of us are generations into this program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. My grandfather still pays for pay-per-view, and he's getting deafer every year. And it's like, this is what the fan base is like now. We don't, we're not growing any new people. Whereas at Oregon, you can tell a lot, a lot of them, the girl in front of us is wearing, like, the adult was wearing a cheerleading yeah. uniform. Yep. Yes. Which I was interested, uh, I was curious about. Lot, lots oh, of no. Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah, lots of Marcus. Nope. They love him up there. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Yeah. He's like Colt Brennan he is. here yeah. for us. He is. He yeah. is. So. He is. And the thing is... You know, he's from Hawaii, too. So it's just like an added blow. Um, and that was cool. They did make a lot of Hawaii-themed um, interactive yeah, they, events. They catered, they catered so mm-hmm. much things. And they said they even told us that people were sitting by us. They're like, we don't do this. We don't cheer for the other team yeah. when they come on. There was an exchange. There was a LA exchange. Yeah. They did a LA exchange. Yeah. They had uh, Halau from up in Oregon mm-hmm. perform yeah. during uh, – the yeah. timeouts. So and then they won the toss and gave us ball first. So that's not charitable. <laughs> they were, or they knew they were going to run out this one. Oh. And that's the thing that hurts is that when I walked out of Michigan Stadium, the big house, Ann Arbor, I felt okay. I actually felt positive, mm-hmm. even even that level. And mm-hmm. we got smoked by more. Yeah, at, at Michigan. The difference is we went into this game thinking that our coaching staff would have. Um, came up with a better game plan to win. Of course, winning, we had a 2% chance of winning, okay, if, according to ESPN. But you know what? We could have done things to make a 3% or 4%. We could have. Mm-hmm. And I think when you go into a game thinking, well, we're just going to do be us 
and take like that's the Denver Broncos had their entire quarterback room with COVID and had to use a guy in the practice squad. The did they try to mm-hmm. lose? Did they go into that game saying, let's just run and then let's see what happens next week? They no, threw three times. They thought what they, yeah, yeah. they had what they did and they went with what they had to try and win the game. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. When you go into a game, you have to try and win. Of course, I was telling people, okay, I'm not here to win against Oregon, obviously, but we expect to see competency. And I'm going to stand by what I said before in the season. And I said, like, September – Without, with the exception of the UNLV game, would be a wash because we just need to be ready to play conference, period. Conference should be always who we compare to, our peers. Well, let's look at our conference peers, like a UNLV, who are going to play on September 30th. They beat Vanderbilt. We look at an FCS team like mm-hmm. Albany, who gave us a hard rub. You look at another FCS team like Sacramento State, which beat Stanford. So, Jeez. obviously, we didn't lose to powerhouses like Vanderbilt and Stanford. And I think the Albany win was actually might be a little bit better because we don't realize they're actually not a bad team. So Oregon was really that place where we're going to say like, well, what is our coaches going to come? What are they going to come up with? Because yes, on paper, we're going to get destroyed. But what would you do? And starting off with three straight passes, taking off no time off the clock, basically, that's just not how you start a game. I mean, especially in front of a crazy crowd like that. So that's why I was. I was up angry also because, you know, we were at the tailgate, so. We were having, we were feeling good after telling you because that's what happens. You come to Hawaii Sports. If you go to HI Sports Fans, at HI Sports Fans on Instagram, go check out uh, the latest, some photos from a great trip, but also um, you'll see some some cool photos that we took there at Austin as well. Uh, we just had so much fun. And, and that's why the, the outcome of the game is never going to affect Hawaii Sports Fans. We're always going to win on tour. It don't matter. But for me, wait, I can feel defeating when you come out too. Uh, but everybody, you know, I thought, in terms of the fans, you know, had a great time. Did not go in there thinking, okay, we're going to lose. And I think the Oregon fans were a lot more res- respectful towards us. Than oh, they yeah. Actually, yeah. They, they so much fun. Reputation is not being the nicest. And uh, mm-hmm. the people that I sat next to or, or by or around, even at our tailgate, they were really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That was I mean, my experience. We had a lot of guys who were like, you know, hey, thank you for coming out of the way. Where'd you come from? You know, and I asked, you know, one of the guys we even saw in the field after the game, like, he's like, I'll see you guys in Hawaii next year. Yeah. You know, assuming we still have this game at home next year. We'll yeah. find out. Well, before we leave uh, the Oregon conversation, we have to talk about one cool thing that they did. I'm, I don't think we brought it up yet. Oh. was after the game, we mm-hmm. all got to go on the field. Mm-hmm. Literally, the entire stadium was invited to go on the field after the game, which is such a cool thing mm-hmm. to give anybody that experience, and especially if you're sitting in the freaking nosebleeds the whole game, like, you know, the people that were supporting UH and bought through UH. Um, if you're sitting out there in the nosebleeds. In heaven. In heaven. <laughs> basically, because our team was getting murdered. So, yeah, maybe that's where you should be in heaven. Um, that is a great experience to add and something that's not hard for any school. And, yes, they had a lot of security. They had a whole... Oh, yeah. That's, Red Rover. That's part of the bunch of security towards the end. They definitely yeah. did, but at the same time, like you wouldn't need that much at UH. You could with what the security we have already, that would be perfect. And I think that would have been a cool start. So that's that's what I hope. I think that's something we could add to our school easily. Yeah, yeah. I did. About five minutes left in the game, Wayne starts turning to us and he's like, "We're going on the field." <laughs> and he's like, "We're we're going." I, most of your tour made it down yes, there. Yes. Not everyone. But, but no. oh my gosh. I think that was, yeah, that was like the highlight. It was of the game. It was going on the field for sure. It was cool to be on the turf, like walk around mm-hmm. where the players walk. Like yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And that's something that's free. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they had to add extra security for that, but yeah, I don't think right. so. I think they just called everybody down. Yeah. I doubt there's they, 
kids playing football. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. throwing it around. Well, and, the only people that are going to stick around to have fun are ones that are going to be respectful. Like, no one's going to do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's UH. I mean, they already think people are going to burn down the school if they bring out Hibachi. Well, so. and, that, and that's the thing that hit me, too, is they... You know, they sang the song from Animal House. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. They had yes. all these little. They, they never Animal rained. House, which was filmed on campus, yes. no. and it At never rains in Austin or yep. something like. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, it hit me that like these guys have tradition, and we don't, and we need to work on that. And I don't know at this point in the program's history is like which way are we going to go? You know or are we going to go up or are we going to yeah. go down to FCS? I mean, right now we're going down. We're trending down. Yeah. We're trending. That's where we're fast. trending. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about Oregon and, and them, but we don't have to use Oregon. We'll use a team, and I'm going to segue to the team we're playing next, in Mexico State. Mm-hmm. I went to, to Las Cruces, New Mexico, the three Moscow. times now in my life, <laughs> which I don't think anybody else would have ever done <laughs> had they been from Hawaii and had no other reason. Some of the people are transplants. But every time I go there, they consistently had game day atmosphere in mm-hmm. Las Cruces, New Mexico, starting with the tailgates in the parking lot mm-hmm. and their own pregames that they do with entertainment and food and, you know, their country lifestyle. Wayne, you got to want that cowbell. I know. And the cowbell. <laughs> the thing is, okay, the cowbell, they sell the cowbells as soon as you walk in. It's like encouraged. So having the cowbell is another part of, of New Mexico State. So... Will we be hearing cowbells this uh, Saturday? Probably. They'll probably bring them, but how often we'll be hearing them. Um, this New Mexico State game, like we said, is going to be a true a test. 50-50 game. I mean, yep. That's what you were saying before the yep. season. So I, All of us had a uh, UH at 1-3 at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Season. yes. So that's what we're saying. All of us had us here, right? Yep. But we're, we all had a different perception of what our team would look like here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Which is more confident in the run and shoot. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, a lot of us, you know, me included, we were just talking and saying, Hey, it might take five or six games to get us really in a rhythm with the run and shoot, you know, where we could actually look competent in what we're doing. And we still haven't seen it yet. Maybe some glimpses, we'll call it garbage time in the second yes. half of some of these games. Um, you know, coming out second half of Stanford, maybe that first drive we had looked kind of decent there. But still haven't seen like, hey, this is a team that we can throw out there consistently, run the same offense, and be successful in it. I, I, I'm seeing that UH is running like air raid stuff in, in the beginning of the Oregon game. We didn't really go to the run and shoot till the fourth quarter where they opened it up. So Yeah, we I, ran some bubble screens, which were incomplete, yeah. or those mm-hmm. receiver screens, um, which I like that we run. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking at a team like Kahuku, and I'm going to use them because they just beat the number one high school team in the nation. Shout out to Kahuku. Yeah, shout out to Kahuku. That's amazing. And the fact is, they run a pretty, they run complex schemes. They don't just smash mouth handing off the ball. They're running counters, they're running traps, and they have giant linemen. Mm-hmm. And they're still running misdirections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So football is important and deception. It doesn't matter if you have a huge advantage. Boise, Stanford, every team we played this year, for one thing, has run a trick play on us. Even Oregon. Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon trick plays on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we still have yet to go anywhere. So that's where our coaching staff needs to, needs to, this is the wake up call they need. And this is the week to do it. Uh, I know Sean and I both picked us to win. I didn't realize I picked us to win. So, yeah. <laughs> I said 29 26. Sean said 24 20. Ryan's the only one that said 38 17, which would be a, a blowout, honestly. But at the same time, Ryan also picked. UH to beat UNLV the following week. Yep. So I don't think this, though, I think it's fair to say you don't, I don't, you don't, the way the season is going is not hot what you expect. No. And I, you know, 
for me, when I was doing my preseason picks, it was based on what they did to us last year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that we'd be able to adjust as much as, you know, I mean, we got our butts kicked last year. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, they, Wayne had to be by himself out there. Yeah, they handed it. Yeah. Handed it going through all of it. To us. Um, and a lot of it was also, hey, it's going to take a few games to get into our offense. And I kind of thought, like, by UNLV, we'd have some semblance of this run and shoot attack offense that, mm-hmm. you know, we supposedly have been, you know, talking about and working on. But, you know, at the same point, we played three out of four games against P5 conference schools, even though they're towards, you know, two of them are towards the bottom of their own conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like we've just, ever since Vandy, we've just gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, we actually had a shot to win that game, surprisingly, to all of us. Um, but, yeah, I just, I haven't seen anything get better as we've gone on through the season, which is really scary to think about yeah. going into conference play soon. Well, New Mexico State is like basically our level, right? Being right. Right. They, they are our peer. We are like mm-hmm. looking in the mirror at them. Um, they have what 450 yards a game, 250 through the air, and they get 200 on mm-hmm. the ground. So their defense gives up, gives it up. So I mean, that there could be some points this weekend. Yeah, if so, we can move the ball. If we can, if yeah, if we can move the ball, it's going to be a long yeah. game. If, if we, they're going to score us till mm-hmm. the second quarter to get going, like. Yeah, yeah, they average 33 points a game, so they're going to score. So we just need to score. Like we said, we want to average more than 20, which so far this year, I believe we are. Go look back at the scores. Let's talk about garbage time versus game points. Shaker's getting most of his yards deep in the fourth quarter when the outcome has already been established. So so if you you guys want to brag about leading the nation and this and that, like, yeah, that's that's great, but it's the fact is we're one in three and Mm-hmm. you know, fighting for our lives. So, like I said, I think that going into Oregon, right, the coaching s- staff really wanted to run. It's like that line Denzel Washington had, right, when he's trying to teach them. And remember the Titans. Denzel oh. Washington wasn't actually the coach of that team. <laughs> but in the movie, remember the Titans, right, the coach, there's the white dude, right, who's the back other coach, and they merged the two schools, right, and Denzel is the head coach. And he's running his veer option, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, like, just like Novocaine, the more you run it, or the more you do it, eventually it's going to kick in. Mm-hmm. Like, that was totally Timmy Chang watched the movie before and was like, mm-hmm. this run and shoot has just got to wait for its turn. And listening to him tonight on the call to coach, he really reiterated that it's going to take time. Yes, we agree with him. Mm-hmm. I agree with him that it's going to take time. The problem is that taking time is not going to work against Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's not how you approach a game with a mm-hmm. team that cannot barely move the ball the week before against Albany, but you're going to go into Oregon and try and do the same things. And that's the thing. Oregon would have been thrown off. We came out with anything. We could have done the annexation of Puerto Rico. Maybe that's a movie the team should have watched. Watch Little Giants. <laughs> well, even like Norm Chow, like yes. back, you know, when we played Wisconsin and Ohio State, he shortened the game and he was able to keep it, what, 20, 24, 3 or yeah. you know, that 14 kind of 0 against Ohio State yeah. at halftime. You so, know, it's like it was taking the air of the ball. The Dick told me whole like just try and shorten the game and maybe you get a break maybe you get a turnover yeah i mean but if you go three and out and don't gain a yard and take off it's over from the very beginning that's what i'm saying it was, it's over three minutes into the game we didn't and, even and it get a done. chance to yeah. to see oh let's have hope like michigan right. when michigan blew us out in rollo's second game we scored we were the first to score in that game of course we knew we weren't going to win but it was at least thrilling to feel like something like the game get, get a chance get yep. chance but there was no ch- once it was over it was like oh okay i just got to say i was talking mad crap in the at michigan stadium 
when we were up three zero. Oh, <laughs> oh I was oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, three friends in that sea of yeah, amazing and blue. It was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think especially for this week, we just we got to see some semblance of a run game. Yeah, we're you know we went through this gauntlet of oh. hey. These P5 schools, they're always going to be bigger than us, mm-hmm. offensive and defensive lines, but we can't run through the tackles, between the tackles at all right now. And yeah. we've got to figure out something this week to have yeah. someone, you know, they're going to be roughly our same size, right? So if we can't do this, yeah, that's going to be a big tell for the rest of the season. So we'll see. This is the rest of the season. I mean, we have to really think now looking forward. I mean, at the rest of the schedule, like we said, we're all in agreement that we would be one and three at this point. Yeah. But then now we're starting to diverge in our opinions, yeah. or we did previously because this is really when the season starts, when we're starting right. to play teams. So to me, there's a lot of pressure on Timmy, and he has to he has to feel pressure for his job as well. It's not mm-hmm. it has to, we have to be fair in that giving him his time, giving him his thing, but we also have to keep the pressure on him as well. Well, one of the thoughts that was going through my head at Oregon was this wouldn't have happened if we had June as the head coach. So Timmy brought up something similar on the call to coach. I listened tonight because we, we blow. So the year that we went to, was it 2003 or 2004? When we, we went to a bowl game, but we lost 70 to seven to Fresno and then like 61 to six to, we got blown out by Fresno and Boise. And like, so Timmy is saying, well, like June, we, we, we got blown out, which is, he's mm-hmm. not wrong. Mm-hmm. But, and, and maybe June was trying to run his schemes and stayed very disciplined to his principles, did not want to, he did not want to give up on yeah. the things that he was brought to the team to do, even if that meant our scheme would not work in that game. I think that's just, that's just, um, is that arrogant? Know. Yeah, kind of arrogant. You know? yeah. I don't know if I would use the word arrogant, but it seems that way. Like you can, we could barely throw against somebody. I mean, yeah. we could barely run our offense. And the thing is, like, we need to be Base able offense. to to run something confidently that will run the clock. At the end of the day, we're trying to run the clock down to zero. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is it. I mean, this is our week. New Mexico State, this is your chance. I mean, UH. to give June credit, though, we had receiver cores in those years. We yeah. had offensive lines. We even had running backs. Yeah. And we had a quarterback you know, that could yeah. read the defense yeah. and, and look, look off three different ways. ways. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's, you look at some of our years, right? Yeah. We'd get blown up by USC 62 to seven to start mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. And then we'd roll with like a nine yeah. and three or something like that. And we'd consider that successful for our terms, which I think is, yeah. you know, USC in the mid 2000s, you know, they competed for national championships. Mm-hmm. There was a very solid team. Reggie Bush. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, yeah. like, Bush. you know, they all, but then we always have our, Eastern Colorado, who, whoever we'd play the second week, and then yeah, you know yeah. we'd have someone else, and we'd roll into our conference, yeah. and that was the difference. You know, right now I think we we have some decent talent at running back. Um, yeah, I, you know, do. I don't I know why it took us so long. Room. You know, Brian Delade started playing for the last couple of weeks. I have no idea why. And, you know, we don't know what's going on within the team. Why he didn't play the first couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jordan Johnson has really turned on. I mean, he almost averaged ten yards a yeah. carry. Granted, he had he got stuffed up the middle every time against Oregon, but yeah. you know, get him outside or, the tackle. Yeah, we could have used an extra blocker against Oregon. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We could have yeah. mm-hmm. just added a few tweaks. And like Coach Chang says as well, we don't we're not in every practice meeting. We don't yeah. see the little tweaks they make, but we do see the outcome on on television. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to slow down and watch every play. Mm-hmm. And the thing is. We're seeing patterns emerge, and it's not good right now. Um, but this, this, the Aggies this week, um, we're going to stay, I'll stay with my three point. Hopefully we get it. 
So I could leave that in the air right now. I mean, I think it's going to be more of a toss-up. But like we said, we're favored by three, yeah. which is exactly the score that I picked, 29-26. Um, but for a team that rushed on us, they rush almost 20, 250 yards every time they play us. So mm-hmm. I, I, I expect to see them run a lot this game. And it's going to be up on our run defense to, to see if they can stop it. But what do you think the biggest key is going to be then for this game? One final thought. I would, I would love to see us start quick and run the ball. So I yeah, score on the first try. Score, yeah, score on the first it's been, it's been a, a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we got a short field against Albany, and we were in the red zone on the first try because right. we got a block punt, and we ended up kicking mm-hmm. field goal. That can't happen. The way that we started against Oregon, that can't happen. Yeah. Three and out. So yes, let's see improvement every week, but not just the players. It's on the coaches as well. We can't just blame players. Players, we know what they can give us. And Coach Chang is right. Where we the pairs, are, it's going to take time. Yes, it will. But for our coaches, we need them. To continually put our, our what we have, we at need to maximum. see development from yes. the the, co- the coaching staff because yes. this is year two. Yes, and yeah, it, it, we don't appear to be moving forward as the season progresses. We we appear to be getting worse. So it's just some things that need to get corrected. We need to put it together. I mean, it, it's very small for me to say this, but like I just want a first down on our first drive because right now, amen, we're zero for four. Yes, we have yet to get a first, down, to get a first down on our yeah. first drive the entire season, and wow. it's, it feels like such a small goal. Yeah, yeah, but it literally, you know, like back in high school, our goal was score a first drive of the first half and first drive of the second half. And the thing and is, that, that would have been like the goal for Oregon. That would have been a great goal to get a first, first down, down, first and down and move the chains. So if maybe they practiced that all week, and Shaker just blew it. On the first play, he maybe he did. That was a 15-yard play. Of yes, it. for he sure. That was sure, open. but we need to have a backup play if that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Though it's not like we, and then it was like over. No. And we have to run the ball. We have to run it effectively, and we're yeah. not. So you can't be throwing against Oregon three times in a row on the first drive. That's yeah. So we're looking forward to this Saturday. We'll be there. Section 151. Hawaii sports fans, come say hi. Um, come join us. We got some Reno murmurings in the, in the work so go check out the website and also just dropped not all the details yet up mm. in yeah. Nihon and going back I don't know if Ryan's going to go back to Japan with us but if Wayne's got a tour it's always it's always in the potential one of my favorite places to go of course in the world my favorite country but also watching baseball and Japan is like the coolest thing so to be able to take people would be awesome Plus the food, you know, that's what we're about at Hawaii Sports Fans, the food, the experience, and I mean, the, the fan energy is nothing like anywhere else. No professional baseball. Maybe you get it in Taiwan, South Korea, other great places to watch professional baseball, but nothing like it anywhere in the world. So come join us, HSportsFans.com. Join our mailing list. Um, be the first to find out. The schedule for Japanese baseball is not going to drop till probably late October or late November, early December. So... I'm looking at the first two weeks of June, so if you want to need to let your employer know, then definitely look at those first two weeks. Um, and if you're in the, an educator, school will be out by then as well, so you'll be able to come oh. and join us. We have lots of educators and, and, and people that work in the <laughs> educational field, like our boy Sean. So for Sean and Ryan, this is Wayne. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Big shout out to our amazing hosts and our fantastic dinner tonight. Yes, the Yamashita. <laughs> Here she has to get a shout. She could, she's even here, but you know she could come out and get her own tonkatsu. Was amazing. Shout out to the guy, guy Yamashiro, for his tonkatsu, which was just absolutely delicious. And um, the setting here in Kaneohe. So 
from the night sky and the cold owls on the windward side of Oahu. This is us signing off. See you later. Aloha. Go Bows. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation. We got your parking. We got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better.